Welcome to the Me Plus Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Benita Bench, a coach for mothers, author, speaker, and mum of four boys. Me Plus Motherhood is for all mothers who want to reclaim me in motherhood. If you are ready to return to and love the new you, find your spark again, gain clarity and confidence, improve your mindset and give yourself permission for health and happiness, you're in the right place. Hello and welcome back to the Me Plus Motherhood podcast. I'm delighted and really grateful that you've made the decision to tune in with me for episode two, where we're going to talk about self-care. What is self-care really? And three tips on how to achieve it. The reason I've chosen this topic is because in my conversations with mums that I have frequently, I hear them say or ask me about how do I prioritize myself? How do I fit it in? And how do I do it without feeling guilty? So today we're going to talk about defining self-care for you, finding time for self-care, the mindset you need to support self-care habits, and when do you know when you need more than just self-care? So let's dive in. What is self-care? So you, like me, would be familiar with the term and hear it getting bandied around this need that we, or this notion of self-care and that we need to look after ourselves. It's not unfamiliar to any of us. And quite often we can think of self-care as booking a massage or booking a weekend away or having a bubble bath. And all of those forms of self-care are amazing and I recommend them highly, but we need to broaden the scope, I believe, on how we perceive self-care and how we define it for ourselves. Because in my opinion, self-care is deeply personal. And it's all about paying attention to our individual needs and honoring them. So from my perspective, self-care is paying attention to your needs and honoring them. There's two key parts to that. Hence why I'm emphasizing the two different parts of that sentence, because it's one thing to observe and pay attention to what you need. It's another thing entirely to actually act on that and honor that for yourself. So self-care is not something that you only do on an occasional basis, like a trip to the hairdresser or booking a massage. Again, although those things are highly recommended, self-care is not a luxury. Self-care is essential. It's not selfish. I know we can tell ourselves that on a conscious level and it's another thing entirely to actually believe that and to allow it for yourself. It's actually a human need. 
that we are honoring when we engage in self-care. It's ensuring that your needs are fulfilled and it's essential to our health and our well-being. Because when we neglect ourselves, we actually end up depleted and that is where, or just, or stressed. And that is where our health problems come from among other reasons. So instead of thinking and perceiving self-care as being this luxurious thing that you pay for or that you book every now and then, I love to invite you to start to think about it as a daily practice and actually multiple times a day and that it not needing it's not something that has to cost money. It's about paying attention to your needs, the smallest of needs that are equally as important. So some examples of that are sleep and rest, nourishing food, Maybe it's actually no food for a period of time. Sunshine, fresh air, deep breaths, professional help, chatting with a friend or family member. Maybe it's actually expressing something that you know needs to be expressed. Maybe it's sitting down with a cup of tea and a good book or your journal. Maybe it's dancing around the kitchen. Maybe it's putting some music on, having a cuddle with your little one or your partner or a loved one or your pet, giving yourself the night off from the washing up, having a bath, pursuing a passion project. There's so many things this could be and it's highly individual. So here's an example of me paying attention to my needs recently. So in 2019, I changed from being a night owl to becoming a morning person. I'd always wanted to be a morning person. And all my life, I had this story that I was telling myself that I was a night owl. So I decided, which is always the first step, to become a morning person. I explored my beliefs and the mindset that I held about being a morning person. And then I needed to give myself permission to become a morning person and to create the habits that would support that. So I've had a pretty solid morning routine for the last three years or around about three years, not not brutally, not military-like in that I've done it every single morning without fail for a set amount of time. It has ebbed and flowed and changed and I modify it depending on what feels good to me. And as it became more of an embedded habit and just a way of life, I was able to relax a little bit in terms of how tightly I held to it. In the beginning, when I was forming the habit, it was something I stuck to very in a very disciplined way because I was shifting a habit. As time went on, I was able to relax a little bit more around it and pay attention more to what I felt like doing rather than just worrying that I wouldn't do it and that I would lose the habit. So in the last couple of months, I have altered my mornings to actually allow myself more sleep because that is what my body has been telling me that I need. 
So I had this story I was telling myself before that, that I only needed six or seven hours sleep a night. I somehow picked that story up for myself about being an entrepreneur and that I needed to push through and that I didn't need eight hours sleep and that as long as I caught up once a week or so that I would be fine. So I was sort of living on this six, seven hours a night and it really caught up with me. I became overwhelmingly tired and burnt out at at the end of last year. And so I, in the last six months and particularly the last four months, I have allowed myself more sleep because I started to pay attention to what it is that I really needed. And so I've not got up and done my morning routine every morning. And I've found other ways of bringing my morning habits into my day in a different way. Another example of honoring my needs, paying attention to my needs, is that I've let the the nighttime jobs slide some days when I've always been one of those people I love to get the dishes done after dinner after we get the kids to bed and I've always been adamant that I will do the dishes and I like to sweep the floor as well because at the end of our day I don't know about you but our floor gets a pile of crumbs and dirt and leaves and Play-Doh and Lord knows what. Um, and I, so I love to finish the night with a with a clean floor so that when we get up in the morning uh, and we're doing the morning routine, I know that we're starting from, from a clean slate. And I've always been pretty particular about this. Again, it's another thing that recently I've been letting myself off the hook about and giving myself permission to go to bed when I'm starting to feel, if I'm feeling a bit irritable or I can tell that I'm fatigued, and typically I would push through, I have said to myself, Benita, go to bed. It will be here in the morning and I'll get up a little bit earlier and do it in the morning. And magically, it feels so much easier in the morning when you feel fresh and you can sort of get it done in 10 minutes rather than at nighttime. It feels like this drudgery exercise and I'm scrolling on my phone in between every dish I put into the the dishwashing li- into the liquid because I don't actually really want to do it. So gosh, there's so, I could do a whole episode on that, just the unpacking of the mindset and the efficiency with which we can do things when we uh, make a decision and the attitude that we're approaching it with. So they're just a couple of examples where I've honored my needs, some very practical life, realistic examples and how when honoring our needs, things can flow more easily and we can be a better version of ourselves. So how do you know what it is that you need? How do you know? And the answer to that is that you need to listen. You need to tune into your body, turn off the noise and get quiet with yourself Because our bodies hold great wisdom and they never lie. Our job is to get out of our heads and into our bodies in order to know what it is that we need. And it doesn't only need to be at one time of the day. It can be at multiple intervals during the day. And this is not difficult once you get used to having little practices where you check in with yourself. And that is what I encourage you to do. We also have our emotional guidance system that is always guiding us and giving us these little inner whispers about what it is that we need. 
What we need to do is actually become aware of what our body's telling us through how we feel and the little voice that we hear and honor it and act on it. So when it's telling you, I just want to sit down and put my feet up, actually following through on that, or I just want to go to bed, actually following through on that. Now, I know that sometimes it is not possible to always act on it immediately. Sometimes there are situations where we do have to get things done um, and we can't always have what we need immediately, but it's actually paying attention to it and doing what we can to listen and to act. So it might just be, maybe we can't have the full expression of what it is that we need. For example, sometimes I know I would love to go for a run, but in that moment we might be doing homework and I know that I can't go out for a full run. So I might just step outside for five minutes and do some squats or some step ups onto the steps or just take five deep breaths or run to the chook pen and back. Um, There's little ways of honoring your needs in a smaller way when you may not be able to do the full thing that you want to do. So this leads beautifully into some tips on how to find time for self-care because I think it's such a barrier to self-care as mums that we go, I don't have time, but we do. It's all about how we prioritize our time, how we use our time. We find time to scroll on our phone. We find time to cook meals for our family. We find time to watch our favorite show on TV so we can find time for self-care. We can We just need to prioritize it and make new choices. So here's a couple of tips. The first one is what I mentioned before about checking in with yourself at intervals during the day. Now, I would suggest there's four key intervals. Firstly, when you wake. Second, mid-morning or around lunchtime. The third time is in the late afternoon when we often experience decision fatigue and we're starting to, the day is starting to catch up with us. We're starting to wear out a little bit. And this is the time of day when we're often going through the bedtime, dinner, uh, mealtime routine, and we can find ourselves feeling stretched. And also just as you get into bed. So at these times of day, do a quick check-in with yourself around these two questions or these prompts, I have and I feel. So I picked this up from an incredible book called The Having. And it is a little practice that brings you back to gratitude. And you might just list three things mentally that you have and three things that you feel or one or two things, but three things maximum probably at these quick intervals during the day brings you back to gratitude. So that brings you back to a better feeling state. And I feel, which which is around checking in with your emotions, pausing, breathing, checking in with your body. How am I feeling? Am I feeling a little bit anxious in my tummy? Are my shoulders feeling a little bit tense? How's my head feeling? Do I feel clear? How am I feeling in general? So this is paying attention to your needs. And then what is it that I need in this moment? Is it five deep breaths? Is it a glass of water? 
Is it that I need to just go down to the bedroom for a few minutes to have a little bit of quiet time to myself? What is it that I need? It's asking ourselves that. And the the I have part of this is remembering what I have. Okay, so yes, I'm feeling a little bit tired. Um, What I have though is my beautiful children. I have a meal cooking that we get to enjoy tonight that I feel grateful about. I still have my health. Those little moments of gratitude are so powerful and so important to bring you back to an abundance mindset rather than a, a scarcity or a lack mindset. My second tip to fit in self-care is to schedule it monthly, weekly, daily. Maybe it's annually as well if you're booking in some bigger trips or something special. So a monthly schedule could be booking in a, a massage or a haircut or coffee with a friend or a visit to the gym or even if you're at home, something for you like a day where you just do what it is that you love. So for me, that could be a writing day or maybe it's horse riding or going and visiting a friend or just reading a book for the day or doing business planning or whatever feels good for you. And that that really is the key, whatever feels good for you is self-care and then weekly and daily. So doing a check-in at the beginning of the week around what it is that you're going to schedule and then on a daily basis as well. What am I doing for me today? In another episode, I'll talk about how I schedule my days so that I balance myself across the different elements of my life, how I blend in things for me, my family, business, and, um, any other commitments that I have for the for the day or the week. The third tip I have for you is around habit staking. And this is stacking one habit on top of another. So a great example of this is when when you brush your teeth. Do a high five in the mirror to yourself or have some affirmations on the mirror that you repeat and say morning and night when you are brushing your teeth. So you see them, you read them, you recite them, positive affirmations that you can't then miss it because you tie it together with another habit in your day. When you go to bed is another one. So you might recite three things that you're grateful for as you go off to sleep, or you might visualize the goal that you're working on, bring those images to mind that feel good just as you go to sleep. Because when you go to sleep feeling good, you will wake up in the morning feeling good. So tuning your mind to things that feel good for you as just before you go to sleep is a really powerful habit. So when you attach self-care habits to other points, automatic habits in your day, you are so much more likely to act on them and to carry through with them and continue to be consistent with them. So those are my three tips to how you can prioritize them in your life. Now there's one big thing here that I have to mention because you can make decisions about self-care habits and you can schedule them and you can do them for a little while, but you won't continue to do them or you won't follow through with them consistently if you don't have a belief that you're worthy of self-care. 
And this is where we all need to focus on shifting and kicking mummy guilt to the door. When you notice yourself feeling selfish or guilty, which you might if if self-care is not something that you've been great at focusing on or sticking to in the past, use this as information. Notice when you feel selfish or guilty and what can you learn from it? So this is something I explore in my coaching with mothers and we go deep on the beliefs around why do I not allow it for myself? What is my belief that's stopping me? What's the barrier there that's stopping me from doing these things for myself and doing them consistently? You have to work on the mindset behind this as well as the action. So building belief that you're worthy and giving yourself permission So there's a couple of steps here that I'd recommend. Number one is to make the decision that you will focus on self-care habits. You will schedule them. You will do the things that feel good for you. You will give yourself permission to do them. You will prioritize it. And then you will create habits and stack the habits if that works for you so that they become a part of your life and they're not just this kind of luxurious thing that sometimes you do and sometimes you don't they become a part of your day and trust me when I say because I have done this I have built self-care into my life and it is no longer a luxury for me it is a normal part of my life because I've built the belief I've worked on the belief that I am worthy I've worked on the belief that it's not its not a special thing to do. It's just part of looking after me. It's essential for my health and well-being so that I can be the best version of me. I can be the best version of me as a mum. I can show up and create effectively in my businesses. And I can be the best wife, farmer, all of the, the hats. But ultimately that I can look after me. You would have heard the expression, we have to put our own oxygen masks on first. And it's, and it's, it, it's again, just this little throwaway line, but it's actually unbelievably true and important. One last point to finish up today. How do you decide when you need more than self-care? The reason I've added this in is because when I have hit a wall in motherhood, And an example of this is in 2018 when I really was at a low point. I knew that no amount of self-care was going to do what I needed to do, which was to reprogram the way I was operating. I needed to go back to the root cause and really explore my thinking my feelings, my behavior at a subconscious level because I didn't ever want to end up at that point again. And although self-care was going to be a part of my recovery from burnout, I knew that I also needed to be taking action at the subconscious level and rewriting my programming. So it's a matter of being honest with ourselves. And if you do find yourself back in a place that you've been before, which I did, I'd been through burnout several times and got to that point and went, I don't want to do this again. 
I don't ever want to be back here. So I knew I needed to do something and change something on top of building in new self-care habits. So if you need support and accountability to help you stick with self-care, if you need support and accountability to help you make the mindset shifts so that you follow through with self-care, I would say that it's important to reach out to work with someone that can help you with that, um, a coach, another professional to walk with you as you go through implementing self-care and making it a part of your life to look after you because you are the most important asset in your world and not just for everyone and everything else, just simply because you are you and you're worthy of looking after. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you have gained some really practical and useful tips from this, as well as understanding that self-care is essential. It is not a luxury. There is no reason to feel selfish or guilty about it. And if you would like some support to help you shift your mindset so that you can really embrace it and start to believe that you don't need to feel guilty and selfish, then please reach out to me. Let me know what you think of this episode. Screenshot it, tag me in it. I'd love to hear from you um, as to what you got out of this episode. So until next time, take care and go forth and implement some self-care habits. Okay, much love. Bye. for listening to the me plus motherhood podcast if you've loved this episode please subscribe leave a review and share with other mothers if you are on the journey of motherhood ready to reconnect with who you are find your spark again and shine your light bright head on over to benitabench.com or my handle is at benitabench on instagram and facebook to connect with me there see you in the next episode